0: Hey there, I'm James McKimben.
1: And I'm Dagobert.
0: And you're listening to This Indie Life. This Indie Life follows a journey of two indie hackers as we navigate the good, bad and ugly attempting to turn our indie hacker dreams into reality. Each week, you can tune in to see what progress we've made to achieve those dreams. Sometimes it'll be good news, other times it won't be going so well, but we promise to be open and honest with you. So this is the very first episode of the new show, so both Dago and I introduce ourselves. From there, we head into our usual updates as Dago talks about his new Twitter course, why his most viral meme of all time is to keep him in check, and we both had some pretty deep realizations about how our physical health might be more closely related to our startups than we think. Let's get into it. Man, I've had a nightmare today. So yeah. Tuesday is London co-working day with my indie hacker friends. So woke up early, got the train, got there. It takes about two hours to get there. I packed all my microphone stuff. I was gonna record the pod. I had like an intro for indie bites to do. And then five minutes in I started hearing like construction noise. So drills, hammering. I'm like, eh, it's a bit annoying, it can't mm. last long. Anyway, it went on for like twenty minutes. And oh, yeah. I was sitting there thinking, I don't think I can record a podcast. Even if I go into a room, I don't think it's going to be isolated enough. And I really believe in having good quality audio, just solid audio. So I had to make a split second decision. Do I like leave right now? Because I need to make my train and the two hour journey back home so I can get here. So I just left us 20 minutes. So anyway, when I got home, I knew I had this podcast booth that I built a year ago but oh, yeah. it had turned into a storage cupboard again, Dago. So I'd filled it up with a load of crap. And I was like, if I'm making the two-hour journey home because of audio quality, I'm going to make sure I have the best audio quality. So I'm going to clear out the podcast beef that has turned into a cupboard again. I'm going to set up my Shure SM7B and I'm going to sound
1: great. Okay, well, you know, like you turn the bad situation into an opportunity to get all pumped up about it. So that's a good thing in the end.
0: That's a nice way of looking at it, because yeah, I I was quite annoyed that I had to come two hours back. Anyway, let's get into the meat of this pod. So I still have no name for it. So I was just on the train back thinking some ideas. You can see them in front of you. Are any of these names sticking out to you of absolute no or maybe?
1: Okay, so retired commuter is a no because I never commuted in my life.
0: (laughs) 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 So it doesn't seem
1: authentic. That indie pod seems too much like Indie Bites pod. It doesn't seem like a new thing, so I'm afraid people will get confused. Yeah. This Indie Life is interesting.
0: So This Indie Life is the one that I would probably go for. The, the title of this Riverside is That Indie Life, but then I realized the popular podcast is called This American Life, so it would just be This Indie Life. The, this Indie Life works for me.
1: I don't, th- I don't know if you have to overthink it anyway. It's just a fucking title, but...
0: I entirely agree. That's decided, okay, this indie life. Fantastic. I agree. I don't think it should be overthought cool. because you build a brand around it. It's about the life of two indie hackers. So this indie life it is fantastic. So I will do intro separately, but Dago,
1: you're new on this show. So we're going to do brief intros. Yeah. So, you know, I was a software engineer for mostly freelance for about 12 years. You know, I tried everything I could to be happy with my work. So... I noticed I wasn't happy when somebody was giving me orders. So I decided to do freelancing, consulting. But eventually, I kept getting more and more into you know, this freedom. So eventually, I got so fed up with having any kind of commitment to anyone that I was like, okay, fuck it, I have to build a startup. Uh, it wasn't because I wanted to build a startup. It's because I didn't want to do anything else. So I did, and I founded Logology with my wife four years ago. So it's a website where entrepreneurs can get a logo for their startup in a couple minutes. But it wasn't as easy as I thought. You know, we spent years building it. And after about three years, we were still making barely like $300 a month. Spent about 80K of our own savings just to stay alive. Yeah, and it was so fucking tough, man. Eventually, Because I still didn't want to go back to a job and it still was the best thing I could do with my life, in my opinion. We decided, you know, we're just going to go all in. We're just going to keep trying, like even if it seems hopeless. And eventually this led me to learn marketing because as a startup founder, which was technical, and my wife is a graphic designer, we didn't know anything about real marketing and promoting our stuff. So that's what got me into, you know, Indie Hacker's website, starting to write about my journey, trying to promote my startup. And eventually I found Twitter. And that's when everything took a turn. I started tweeting and, you know, after a couple of weeks of experimenting, I started finding a way of talking about my journey, which was both interesting and engaging to people, but also making them curious about my startup, which led to them buying logos from us. So that was kind of like a big win for me last year. And so that's when I got pretty crazy about Twitter. I started spending 10 hours a day on it, started making memes, one meme per day. And the beautiful thing is that it brought me way more than I expected. Initially, I just wanted to get sales for my startup. And now it's like, I mean, I made so many connections, like I met you. And now my time is mostly focused on my startup, on my Twitter account. And also now I'm building a Twitter course. So, you know, right now focusing on that, but yeah, it's these three things now. Twitter, doing a course, and still building my own startup logology and still have big plans for that i'm james
0: i am the host of a podcast called indie bites which is an indie hacker interview pod which is 15 minutes long and i interview them to inspire other indie hackers from that i spun out pod panda which is my podcast editing service this is how i make my money on a day to day and that's pretty much what i do i've always got these little side projects going on i made like a podcast course and i made a website stopping people from buying the blue yeti microphone but it's all sort of surrounding podcasting and indie hacking and i went full-time in all of this april last year and it wasn't a complete happy transition from I'm working full time, I've built up a bunch of savings or I've got loads of revenue from my business so I'm now leaving. It was more, I'm burnt out and depressed and I don't wanna work for anyone anymore, let's try and see if I can get by. And it was basically three months from April to July, maybe longer, where I had no money, no motivation and I had to sort of build myself up from then. Right now, with indie Bytes and with pop panda i've got a bit more stability but i've got to try and build that up because it's stability but at a low level i'm still struggling with money with cash flow and need to build that up to a point where i'm more comfortable and that's sort of my goals and ambitions so hopefully now people know who i am who you are and where we're at in our journeys and this is your indie hacker update episode say so Dage, what's been on your mind?
1: So, you know, as I said in the intro, right now, my mind is completely dedicated on this Twitter course I want to finish. I'm at this stage of doing something where I want to get it over with. I've been working on it a bit too long now, been too much of a perfectionist. So it's time to put it out there, you know. This morning I was like, okay, I'm going to set like a launch date. So I said like October 25th because I keep postponing it. I keep like, okay, I'm going to delay it one more week to add this chapter or whatever. But like now I'm like, it's good if it remains like an opportunity, but if it starts lasting six months or like even more than this, it's not going to be an opportunity anymore. So the past week I've been recording like crazy. I recorded probably like, I don't know, 15 hours. Now to be clear, when I record, it's my first time doing anything like that. The first time, you know recording something. So I'm a complete noob. So what I do is because I wanna stay natural, I wanna stay myself. When I you know, when I tell people stuff in the course, I'm just like basically having about like 30 chapters and I'm just riffing about them for like one hour. And then I will do some editing. So I keep only the best parts of it and the most like entertaining and informative parts. So that's my approach to it. I hope it works. And yesterday yeah. I was like, okay, I need to finish this recording my haircut is still decent because my hair keeps growing. So I'm like, fuck, like if I if I keep like making edits and my hair changes too much, I'm fucked. So I'm like, okay, I'm like the last, you know, millimeter of my hair that I can record things before having to get a haircut. So you, that tells you how much of a perfectionist I am. So yesterday I recorded for like six hours uh, mm. and that was exhausting.
0: Okay, so what have you got to get done to make sure that is launched on that date? So...
1: I still have some bonuses that I'm going to record, but mostly what I'm doing now is I have to do the editing, so it's taking some time. Then I have to do the landing page. Most of it is done, but you know, I have to, you know, rewrite it a bit, make it very clean, and my wife designed it, so like it's like pretty fancy and also pretty uh, stand out. Like it's a very stand out design. Uh it's going to be pretty The goal is to to stand out from all the other courses. Do you have a goal for the course?
0: Like what would make you happy?
1: You mean sales? Yeah. I learned to not have too high goals because you know (laughs) when you're building a startup, you never fucking know what's gonna happen. You you hope for big stuff and it doesn't materialize all the time. So right now, Logology is making 3k a month, and Mm. if we just made 5k, we would finally stop using our savings. So if I was making 2k a month with this course in the next couple of months, just during this time we keep bringing up Logology, I would be happy. Now, I wouldn't be over the moon. Over the moon would be if I managed to make like $10,000 in the first week or so. That would make me crazy happy. Cool, man.
0: Well, I hope it goes well. And I hope, well, I'm interested to see over the next few weeks
1: how you move towards that goal. And then the launch, because obviously this podcast will be part of the launch. Yeah, I guess. I guess, yeah. I don't want to bore people too much with that launch. You know, I don't want to be too much in people's face. I hate that. (laughs) I hate like spending your time promoting shit. So... Well, yeah. less promotion, less t- more understanding how it's gone and how you felt around. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Yeah. And now the funny thing is last week I, I, I posted a meme, basically a meme that shit on people who launch a course hmm. on Gumroad. That was, that was something I had on my mind because I keep seeing people do that. Like I keep seeing people who don't have much value to bring and yet they make a course, and they make money, and then they claim that they're successful, but the only success they had was with the <laughs> course. And I hate that, and I think we all hate that. So I made a meme, and it was my most viral meme of all times. Now the hard thing for me is I'm doing a course. I, and I, like, I hesitated to do it for so long because of this, because I have this assumption that most courses are just bullshit. And so for me, it was very hard to reconcile the two and be like, not feeling like basically an imposter. So that's why I think I spent so long on it is because I want to really be sure that it has value. I don't want to put something out there that's just, you know, taking money from my audience because I know I can. The fun thing is when I made that meme, it's it's a way to make fun of other people, but it's also a way to keep myself in check because I'm like, I don't want to end up this guy who tried a startup, failed, and so (laughs) they end up doing courses and pretend like they're successful. I would hate myself. So... I keep working on my startup. That's still my main goal. But I do a course because there's value to bring. I know I have unique insights. I know people have benefited from it, so you know, and it can help me, you know, business-wise to stay afloat. So it's positive. But it was very hard for me, you know, to reconcile the two. So that was, that was the meme of the week, and <laughs> what it triggered in my thoughts. I like your self-awareness
0: with your memes. But also, Dag, yeah. you've got to be, you've got to know that you've. Done something that a lot of people want, which is growing a Twitter audience. You're not teaching how to grow a successful startup at this point. Oh yeah. You are teaching what you have already done and learned. So you have that credibility there.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's something I actually know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing for me that happened last week is, you know, I had COVID last year, and this shit is still with me. Like I have, I don't know if it's long COVID, I don't know what the fuck it is, but you know from time to time basically if i'm like fully healthy nothing changes but if i get a bit sick like i get a cold then i'm gonna get way sicker than i used to like Mm. i'm gonna be tired i can't go get up and it's you know messing with me because like there's this thing about you know you want to be like you're working for yourself you have a lot of work to do and then you just like there's something kind of like external to you like it's not my fault I caught COVID like I was super careful I was vaccinated I still got it and I'm among the few people who got some long-term side effects from it at least you know eight eight to ten months later it's still there and so it's like something like handling that is not easy like you have to learn to not take it personally because like it's easy to fall into the victim mindset of like Oh shit why is this happening to me and you know and you have to accept you know it's just life but when you just focus you have a goal you have like a dream and you're like oh shit, I have to get sick now. Like I have to actually get sick for a few days and then I get better. So I have to do nothing. And especially for me, I was recording and recording is exhausting. Like just spending hours talking, like I didn't realize because I'd never done it and I'm just used to like coding. So if it was coding all day or like going on Twitter, I can do most of it even when I'm sick. But recording, I I can't. I have to accept that, you know, I get sick. So I have to slow down. And it's actually better because if I don't slow down, I'm just gonna make things worse. And then I'm gonna lose way more.
0: Dude, it's it's tough with long COVID. I did have something a couple of weeks ago that wiped me out completely for two days. I have food poisoning on a Monday morning. Oh, oh yeah, that's And I didn't bad. plan to be off this Monday morning and I had client work to do. And I thought after I had been sick, I thought I would just be able to carry on with my day after. But honestly, I kept being ill. And then after that, I couldn't eat anything for two days. I had a massive headache. And yet it wasn't until Wednesday morning I felt good again. And it was the most bizarre situation because I physically did not feel I could do anything. It wasn't like when I've had a cold when I'm just feeling a bit rough. It was I couldn't do anything. And I felt awful. And I felt so far behind at the end. Actually, talking of health and wellness and trying to look after yourself... I, for the last few months, have got into terrible shape, Dango. I've peaked over okay. 100 kilos, heaviest I've ever been. Like, I've oh, not shit. been training as much as I want to. I've been eating crap and I've made it part of my goal to just get healthier.
1: But I'd be a bit more consistent with my health. Why Why are, why are you eating crap? Because like, I think that always the interesting thing is it's probably compensating for something. Because I used to be actually 100 kilos when I was like 16. It's to make me feel better when I've had a
0: bad day of work and I almost go into this self-sabotage mode and I can talk about self-sabotage a lot because I do it in other aspects of my life like finances. If I feel defeated by it I'll just not try and fix the problem and just make it worse. I will buy things on my credit card and it's the same with eating. If I've had a bad day I'll go oh fuck it I'm just gonna order a kebab and I'll eat that or, or I won't feel like cooking something healthy. So yeah, I, I I'm just trying to be more actively aware of of this. I'm trying to drink less, so I'm only drinking once a month. And the other thing which I think is setting my whole life up in a better way is getting up early. I don't know how you feel about this, Daggy, but whenever I get up early I feel like I have a superpower because my getting up early is 5.30, I go to the gym, I already feel like I've got a huge win for the day, which is training. And then I'll probably work from 7 a.m. till 11 a.m. And there's something about this morning phase where I feel like the only thing I can do and want to do is work. And I get through so much of my to-do list. Whereas in the evening, if I've got to work, I feel more like I just want to sit down and watch a film.
1: You know, there's a beautiful feeling when it's 11 a.m., and you already did what you wanted for the oh, day. Oh, God. Like, it's like bliss. And I'm a bit jealous of you because I feel like I cannot do that right now because I noticed like I basically have insomnia for about a year now. So I try to push through initially, like I'm just going to wake up, you know, I only slept five hours, but I'm just going to wake up and start my day. But then, you know, after a couple of days, I just get fucking sick for something or like I stop, you know, I lose so much energy that it doesn't work because even when I'm tired as hell, I wake up after five hours of sleeping stressed, feeling mad at myself because I was like, why, why is this happening? I've always mm-hmm. been like a good sleeper. I used to sleep, you know, eight hours and a half every, every night and, you know, feeling good. But now I can only get five and I was like giving myself shit for it. But then like something hit me that, dude, it's normal. You're in danger. Like I'm running a startup. It's not profitable. I'm using my savings and my wife is my co-founder. So we are both in the same boat. There's no salary coming. It's our own savings. We're taking a huge risk by doing this. And even though we have a lot of things to be grateful for and a lot of things to look forward to, but the reality is still there. So like my kind of like subconscious brain knows it's not safe, but just noticing that I have this problem a couple of days ago, it made it a bit better. Like acknowledging I have insomnia and I wake up in the night. Because I'm stressed out and I need to acknowledge that I am stressed out, that this is a stressful and dangerous situation. And you know, maybe, you know, when you talk about binge eating or like, you know, not controlling yourself or that, maybe there's something like that. Maybe there's something about acknowledging the reason you do that is because right now your financial situation is shit and it's scary and it's stressful. And so that's normal that you want to cope with it somehow. There's no reason to blame yourself for that. And by not blaming yourself but like still being aware of it you know at least for me it helps me sleep a little bit better and i'm hopeful that you know it's gonna get better you know over time i hope so dude i hope that that
0: realization puts you in a better place and you can start getting some more sleep well dude i'm gonna quickly run through my updates what i've been doing this week The first thing, and I spoke about this months and months ago, was changing my Indie Feast membership. I was getting stressed with the monthly payments coming in and I felt like I had a commitment to just release episodes when they weren't good enough. Uh, the Indie Bytes membership includes longer, extended episodes that are ad free. And so, what I've done, very simple changed, put it to a yearly payment. So, people pay for the year and they get episodes, extended episodes, when it's good. And it also is positioned as supporting me as a creator. So, it helps me continue to make Indie Bytes. So, you can make a contribution if you've enjoyed the show and as part of this value prop, you get these extended episodes as and when I can release them.
1: I think if you can simplify things for you, it's all the, be- uh, all the better, especially like, you know, since you have so many side projects. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it sounds good that you move it to annual. And yeah, it's funny, the thing about support, like, I'm very bad at asking for support, but I think it's a good thing. Asking for support, you can, you often surprise that some people want to support you. Yeah, I'm going to pay to support this guy. Like, it seems crazy to me. But, Yeah, I mean, it works. You can ask for support and get it. And that's a beautiful thing about this community. Yeah, exactly.
0: So I'm I'm hoping that people that can afford it and do want to support me, that is a way to do it. And as a bonus, you do get these extended ad-free episodes. If not, continue enjoying the ad-supported indie bites episodes for free which I'll always be doing. Talking of indie bites, I technically raised the price of the sponsorship simply by changing it to the dollar amount that it was equivalent to when it was that price. So I'm trying to take advantage of the fact that dollar to the pound is almost equivalent now. So it was £225 an episode. I've now changed it to $300. So if you're in the US, still the same price for you. If you're in the UK, it's been raised, but it's more money for me the other thing that was on my mind was uh, i had a client churn because they stopped sending me episodes and that's more of just a challenge i might have to figure out or is worth a further discussion on how i can (laughs) how i can stop clients from churning through just stopping their pods what i can do to
1: engage them to keep making their shit i didn't know this was a problem but yeah it makes sense yeah i didn't know
0: until i started charging subscriptions for people and actually my first recurring
1: client they just stopped sending me episodes and they carried on paying but you need to do that that's awesome that's an awesome business model like you just (laughs) like it's like like you know like the unlimited design services like you pay for a monthly fee but what you pay for and actually i'm serious about this you pay for not having to think about it and knowing it's available so you can just maybe reposition your thing to be like you know it's an unlimited part i mean whatever podcast monthly service and that way, it doesn't feel real if people pay, but they don't use it, and you don't feel guilty about it, and you can make more money. Maybe. might might be worth considering. I wanted to avoid the unlimited thing. You know, it doesn't have to be unlimited. I'm just thinking if you position it and talk about it in a certain way, people can know that that's what they get, and uh-huh. they can buy that. And even though they don't pay, they don't, they don't feel mad at you for that. I may
0: have to think about the way I position that, because right now it's you buy a certain amount of episodes a
1: month. So you can have Yeah, so that doesn't work, yeah. Yeah, Two, three or four, and you build up credits. Maybe you can say you pay X and you get up to four episodes per month. And you say that, and that's it. You know, if people do less, they do less. Okay, that
0: might be worth changing it to. Well, Dago, this has been a wonderful first episode of This Indie Life. Before we go, to give people a teaser- of what's to come next week what you're going to be working on for me i've got one episode of indie bites to get out that will actually be today this recording day so it'll all be already be out by now it's mcgill davis and will Goto from rise they're a time tracking productivity app it's a dual episode that'll be out today then i've got to record a new episode of indie bites and get it out by next tuesday and i'm also gonna try and do one like new client business development day where i focus on trying to do something to get new clients whether that's sending a dm to someone whether that's writing a blog post or making a bit of content so that's what i'm gonna do in the next week
1: how about you that's super important to do that you know every week try to do some way of getting new clients Yeah, me, you know, I'm just so focused on this course. I'm I'm a one thing guy. I'm just doing one thing. Oh, yeah, I I ran out of tweets because, you know, I write my tweets in advance. And I usually have one month to six weeks of tweets written ahead of time. So tomorrow, I'm actually spending the day writing tweets so I can last until the launch of the course. Because once I'm over with that, I can just spend more time writing again. I'm going to send early version of the course to my closest friends and people who requested it. Mm-hmm. So I can get some early feedback and you know make some tiny improvements before launch. Also, you know, get some testimonials and you know, overall just keep editing the course. Alright man, awesome. Catch up next week.
0: Well, thank you very much for tuning in to the first episode of this indie life. It means a lot that you've shown up and listened the whole way through to the end. In fact, I've got a treat for you if you've made it this far. If you head to Twitter now, follow and tweet at IndieLifePod saying that you've listened to the episode. I'm going to send you some special stickers I've made especially for this show. And you know what? I may even throw in a handmade wallet or two at random. Aside from that, if you have enjoyed the show, please do throw a rating on Apple Pods or Spotify. It really does help new shows like this get that all-important initial traction. That's all from me. Have a good day. Stay Indie. James out.